From Scrap Productions and Spire's Corner, this is Popcorn and Nerds, your favorite TV and film podcast with junk food. My name is Taylor D. Adams. I am one of your hosts. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, my cohort, and my co-other guy. Yeah. Yeah, Mark, how are you? Co-other guy. Co-other guy. Mark Goings, how are you? Hey, Taylor. Not too bad. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Hopefully, this episode sounds less echoey than last episode. Yeah, we've relocated, for the time being, to Spider's Corner Studio. And literally, I am in a corner. It is. Yeah. Not a misnomer. No, it's a literal corner. (laughs) So hopefully, we did that, and we messed around with some other mic options. So hopefully, this episode sounds better than... Last week's episode, uh, where we talked about Isle of Dogs. Which was good. Yeah, I think the episode was pretty good. We agreed on that. It was a short episode, though. It was a short episode. Well, sometimes the shorter, the better. Yeah, that means I know, we I know, agreed. I, I like listening to myself less and less, so <laughs> that works out for me, for sure. Says the guy who just launched his own YouTube channel. I did. I Well, all right. Yeah, I'll talk about that for a second. Mark, thank you so much. You're welcome. I just launched my... Se- uh, Segway. Yeah, I just launched my own YouTube channel. Um, it's not an endeavor that I'm putting a whole lot of uh, faith in, not in a bad way, but it's just like (laughs) something that I want to do to make just random shit that I feel like making. And also it's a platform for me to give back in a way, for lack of a better term. Like I'll do some tutorials, I'll do some product reviews. I'll kind of give give insight into how uh, I make the stuff that I make. Not that I'm, you know, the top dog or anything like that, but, you know, there are people out there probably just starting out in the video or TV production industry that have no idea what they're doing so that's what i'm here for i'm like the, i'm like 101 so Stop. go check it out if you yeah. want to uh, you can find me uh taylor d adams on youtube and just subscribe to the channel um real quick actually before we get into anything else we had a good uh a good number of people uh into into our mystery movie giveaway that hey. we started last week um, and congratulations to Rick B of Wilmington, North Carolina. You are the winner of a free movie. Um, <laughs> so, and you have no idea what's coming. Oh, no. So, hey, you'll cynical be, porn. Yeah, oh, we talked no, about this already. No, we are. Yeah, we already talked about that. And Taylor's not going to give his cynical porn See, away. We've talked about Sea of Thieves eight episodes, and tentacle porn has been mentioned at least three. We yeah. need to stop with tentacle porn. I'll I'll give you more talk about Sea of Thieves if you stop stop talking about tentacle porn. Okay. All right. So anyway, Rick, <laughs> there's a movie coming your way uh, this week. Um, so yeah, so we'll be doing the same kind of giveaway next week. So we'll be putting out some posts on social media, both personally and on the Scrapped and Spider's Corners, Spider's Corners, social media platforms. Why do you, why do you name, why do you, I don't know, why do, you name, why do you name the shit that you name? So anyway, pay attention to that stuff, and you guys could win a free movie, a mystery movie, at no cost yeah. to you. I might have some DVDs to add to that if I can find the boxes for them. I know the like the DVD cases. I took all my DVDs and put them in a wallet. Why? Uh, I was in college. Everything, everything um, else is. Yeah. Well, they're, I'm they're, standing next to one of many bookshelves that is just filled. With, with video games. With video games. <laughs> uh, because I was in college, and it was easier to carry them around that way. Because they're DVDs, and I don't use DVDs anymore. Okay. So if I can find those, I will contribute to the, the mystery Blu-ray. pile. I know. I get it. Uh, new movies that I buy now are Blu-rays. And they also come with digital now, too, so I just have all the things. Like, yeah, in yeah, for sure. Various formats. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's uh, today 
well, why don't we talk about what we're talking about today? Yeah. They were giving a full review of A Quiet Place. Quiet. Uh, directed by the one and only John Krasinski of Office fame. Yes. Be um, still my heart. I'm very excited to talk about this movie. Um, he has a good beard. He does. He does have a really good beard. Yeah, for sure. It's just all good. It's all good things. It's one of those man crush things. It just happens, <laughs> man. Uh, so we'll be talking about that later in the day uh, or in the nighttime. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, uh, but let's get to the junk food portion of our podcast. Mark, what are we doing? Junk food portion today. So uh, we're back on, on the whiskey, Whoop. and this time it is a Japanese whiskey uh, called Toki. And Toki, for those who don't know, in Japanese can mean time or hour. And so I was trying to find a way. I was like, how can I make that fitting so we can drink whiskey again? And uh, Basically, my uh, thought process behind that was that there are a lot of intense scenes in this movie. Basically, the whole movie Facts. Uh, is very suspenseful, mm-hmm. and so like those hours can start or those minutes can start to feel like hours, and like just it goes by quickly. But then while you're in that moment, it's not quick at all. Right. Uh, so Toki, time. Cool. Related. I mean, any excuse to drink whiskey on the show, I'm down for. Yeah, I figured. And then uh, for the snack itself, we have peeps. <laughs> because don't make a peep. <laughs> quiet. Also, they're actually a very quiet food to eat, so yes. it kind of works out really well. Because yes. I was looking at it and I was like, man, everything else I have in the apartment right now has a good crunch to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we would die. Yeah. Because that's how that works. It's a quiet place. <laughs> uh, so right now they're just... <gasps> Here they come. Oh, God. Oh god! But no, I'm okay. Okay, uh, all right, good. <laughs> so Taylor, why don't, you, why don't you grab you a peep? Okay, yeah, well, thank you. These are regular peeps, classic style. Yep. Yellow colored. The chicks, not the bunnies. Correct. Should I put these fuckers in the microwave? <laughs> now, Mark, did you leave them in an open bag for like a day? No, Ziploc bag. Who, who is that? Who's your friends that do that? I'll, I'll, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus. I need to talk to them. But I do have some friends who swear by the fact that peeps are better if you leave them open and let them get a little stale. So they're chewy. All right. They can at me because I think and, it's still... It's not wine. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't agree with them. Fresh peeps are the best. Uh, but Fresh <laughs> fresh in air quotes because it's processed marshmallow. Marshmallow. It's a sugar-coated <laughs> sugar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... There is still a, an, uh, a freshness to them. They can be stale. They can like be fresh. Oh yeah, so. they don't. Yeah, they're shelf life for sure. Not fresh, like plucked from the the vine. Plucked from. The, I like to think there's a peep tree out there somewhere. <laughs> oh man, that'd be glorious. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 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 peeps and whiskey. I like it. I think it's a good combo. Um, Mark, what did you uh, what did you get into this week? Uh, this week, we were we were pirates. Um, I actually got a chance to play Sea of Thieves. Yes. It's a lot of fun. It is. Mark was so kind to lend me an Xbox. Yeah. Because Mark has apparently multiple Xboxes. Well, don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Just be grateful. All right. Um, (laughs) I am. Thank you so much. But you also discovered that it's not very fun to play by yourself. Oh, no. That game sucks to play by yourself. (laughs) That was so rude. Like, I spent an hour and a half collecting chickens. Yep. Doesn't this game sound great, by yeah, the way? Yeah, thrilling. Yeah, thrilling. Collecting chickens to finalize a mission to get some gold to buy a dope hat. And yeah. I spent an hour and a half 
and I'm in a I'm in a little sloop, little sailboat by myself. I pull up to the port to deliver my chickens, and I just get I get triple teamed <laughs> yeah. by fucking Black Pearl or some shit. And this they ain't just, gonna be easy. Yeah, they like they they killed me and they took my chickens, and then I get kicked off a server. So then I was like. I'm done for the day. Like, I was <laughs> like, I'm not going to go back and redo that. That's one of those things that, yeah, when that happens, you're done. Kind of like when we played Ark and like your yeah. Triceratops dies and you're like, fuck, I'm done. For yeah, like, like I spent all that time on that and then taming this and then it died. And then it died. And just like, uh, all right, well, okay, I'm never going to play this game again. But I did play Sea of Thieves again because it's, it's, it's a pretty fun game to play as a group. And yeah. I'm not like a gamer, um, but it's a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. If you, uh, when you're going to play by yourself, like, the really only recourse that you have is just be a dick. Like, because going and doing missions, like, you're you going to go get, around and mess with people? Yeah, you're going to get screwed over if you're trying to actually collect things by yourself because you have no one to watch your back. Mm, but yep. if it's just you, you can sail your ship right into someone else's ship. Uh, you can jump on and, like, throw their treasures into the ocean. Like, <laughs> you can go just, like, do whatever because you have nothing to lose because you're not going around collecting that stuff yourself. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like that's your one outlet to be an asshole because because <laughs> you, because you're a too nice of a person in real life. Probably, uh, but the, he will steal your gold. Yeah, so I think that's the that's probably the right way to play it by yourself. Um, but it's yeah, it is fun when you have a group together, and we've yeah. talked about this many weeks now. Um, what else? I still can't think of anything else I watched other than like my normal like anime shows that I'm watching that are serial, like they're weekly. Um, what are those? I'm watching. You haven't told the viewers. Uh, I did before, like Dragon Ball Super, which actually there wasn't an episode of that this week, so mm. I wasn't able to watch that. Uh, One Piece, I've been watching that. It's a pirate anime. Interesting. Uh, that's been running since 1999. What? And it's still going. Gosh. Uh, they're on like over 800 episodes, getting close to 900, I believe. Is there um, like a record for the longest running anime? anime? I think One Piece has it. Okay. Uh, Naruto got pretty close mm -hmm. because, well, but Naruto was broken between Naruto and Naruto Shippuden, uh, which was like obviously, yeah, naturally. <laughs> there was a, a time skip between the two series. Uh, was there a reboot? No, no reboot. Okay. Well, now there's Boruto, which is his son, and so it's another time skip, and then his kid, uh, and that's not as good. But mm. I watched that too. Actually, that's one of the ones that I watch. Uh, Dragon Ball Super, Boruto, uh, Shokugeki no Soma, Food Wars came back finally. Uh, people might know that one because there was a lot of uh, gifs of that going around the internet when the show first came out. Of this Japanese anime where this woman eats this like food and her clothes explode off of her. Wait, what? Uh, it, it's very ridiculous. Um, they actually apparently used legit cooking techniques and mentioned things like that for uh, the thing that, but the premise is the main character is at this culinary school to follow in his dad's footsteps and he wants to be a great chef. Mm. When he gets there, it's very elitist and he came from like a diner that his family ran. Right. But his dad's apparently this really like world-renowned chef that he never knew about. Mm. And so he's going to be trained at this university and... Uh, it's like all these ridiculous things that he gets into. And uh, Shokugeki is basically like Iron Chef. It's like you okay. versus another person. There's a panel of judges. They taste your food. But it's anime. Then, but it's anime. But it's anime. Interesting. Uh, and so it makes me hungry. Did you ever watch like the old Iron Chef? Like the, like the Japanese like dubbed ones? Uh-uh. Oh my god, it was amazing. I believe it. It was so good. Like It was dubbed. Yeah. 
and it was it was phenomenal. <laughs> it was so good. There was such an intensity, and like the host, like right before like the show actually began, would just take this really dramatic bite of a yellow pepper, but it was eighty yard. Like for some reason, they felt like they had to dub the pepper bite. <laughs> so like the guy bites it, and like halfway through the bite, it makes the bite sound. Which I'm like, oh, this is just great. I love the show. Solid. Um, but they would always make really really cool <laughs> stuff too. Um, um, and then Black Clover is the other one that I'm watching uh, weekly. Okay. And I think that's it. That one's gotten a little bit better. The main character just used to yell a lot all the time, and it was kind of annoying. I almost stopped, mm. but it's getting better. Cool. I uh, I got well. I was. I don't think I mentioned this back when it happened, but Atlanta is back. Uh, so oh, I've been catching I up on that. that. I think I'm, I think I'm only two episodes behind, but I've been catching up on that. It's just it's, Adam powered through it, so it's I, such I should a good do that. Show. I mean, it's still going on. Yeah, yeah. It's such a good show. Um, I'm a big Donald Glover did, fan. Did you talk to him about always. the episode? Because he wanted to talk to you about that. He told you to catch up so you could talk. Yeah, but I haven't. Okay. Never mind. He'll get over it. That's fine. <laughs> um, Trying to help Adam. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just a phenomenal show. It's uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, I would say that's just really good. It's a different, a little bit of a different vibe this season. I don't know if you have you watched any of it. I watched the first episode. Okay. Well, there's there's a over more of an overarching theme in this second season. Um, the second season of Atlanta is, is subtitled Robin Season. And apparently, it's a th- it's a thing in the low income areas of Atlanta around Christmas time that people will just steal your shit. Yeah. Um, so that's happening, um, and it's really good. You know, all the character, all the same characters are back, and it's doing phenomenal. And then Legion came back on a couple weeks ago. That's right. And uh, I've, I think uh, I think I'm one episode behind on that, and that's just that's just a mind fuck of a show, and I love yeah. every second of yeah, it. Yeah, you're it's like this so show is bonkers. Good. You need it to watch is. this. It's unreal. Um, and it's just there's nothing there's nothing close to anything being like it on television. I think that's what's what's so cool about it. And I think it's Dan F- Stevens, right? Dan Stevens, yep. FX is taking man. FX is doing some shit right. Like they've gotten <laughs> to a point where they're just like, we're just gonna make stuff that isn't like anything else. So, but you know what they did wrong? What did they do? They wrong? dropped that Deadpool show that Donald Glover was writing. <laughs> they did drop the Deadpool show. Um, I, don't, I assume that was probably creative differences with Disney. I, and, I bet it was probably a bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, but or Fox, I guess, technically still owns. I don't know. Did, or no, no, Disney got that back with them. They purchased they? all the okay. all the Fox stuff, basically. But, um, yeah, but they're, a lot of their shows that they're putting out are, are, are genius, yeah. uh, in, in my very humble opinion. Um but yeah, I think uh, I think that about covers it. I'm so excited to talk about a quiet place. You guys have no idea. Um, if you recall, in the previous episode, <laughs> he said it's the, his best movie of 2018. Previously on Popcorn and Nerds. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited to talk about this movie. Uh, I saw it on. I saw it about a week ago. Uh, Mark saw it two days ago or like yesterday. Yesterday. Okay. Well, yep. it, today is mo- we're recording this on a Monday. Yeah. Um, By the time you hear this, it'll be yeah, it'll be hope other it'll be days a more other days. <laughs> so I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, so without further ado, let's go ahead and air hey, that. You didn't air- let me do gaming news. What? Oh, I thought you were done. Oh. oh. Okay, Mark. What's what? So what with, gaming with news further do you have? ado, <laughs> some quick gaming news uh, because that's a thing that we did at the beginning of the show that Taylor was trying to skip on me. Um, <laughs> Shenmue 1 and 2 I just 2. really want to talk about this movie I know, I know you do okay. I know. Shenmue 1 and 2 uh, are getting remastered editions Coming to Xbox, PS4, and PC um, I was a big fan of the original Shenmue back in the day It's one of the reasons why I asked my parents to get us a Dreamcast um, I was sad that Shenmue 2 never came to the Dreamcast in America Only in Europe and Japan Instead we got it for the original Xbox And 
that really didn't do anything, but I feel <laughs> like it in my mind it was not as good because it was on Xbox as opposed to being on the Dreamcast where it should have been. Oh. Um, but that's just in my mind. They're spoiled. Maybe. Uh, but now I can actually go through. I never finished Shenmue 2. Now they're coming out. I can play those. And actually today they just announced the price is only $30 for both of those together as a collection. Uh, that's they're, nice. They're remastered. They said uh, it'll work on like 1080p screens and everything. Uh, updated controls. They fixed some of the interface issues. And it's coming with the option to use either the Japanese or English audio tracks. Uh, so if you found the uh, English particularly cringeworthy back in the day, because it kind of was, but I still that's nostalgic, um, you can change that this time around. So that's cool. Looking forward to that. Um, in a Guinness World Records news, Whoa, what? Billy Mitchell was stripped of his titles for uh, Pac-Man and Donkey Kong. I did hear about that. Uh, Give me the deets on that one. I have no idea what happened. Apparently, uh, he was... Uh, accused of using an emulated version of the games, which is against the rules uh, for the Guinness Book of World Records, so he has been stripped of the titles. I was going to say, did he do the quarter trick where it's tied to a string? <laughs> he puts the quarter and he pulls it back, pulls out. back out. <laughs> no, uh, but he has since released a statement saying that that's not the case, and he will get all the witnesses and evidence and proof that he needs to prove uh, that he is still the best and that he should retain those world records. So... Uh, he said not in a shock jock kind of way. It's not going to be for publicity's sake, but he just, those were his records and he wants to maintain them. So he's planning on proving at some point, I guess, that he did those things and that he can still do those things. Uh, so we'll see what comes of that. But I thought that was interesting. Um, there's a whole documentary about that called The King of Kong. Yeah. Uh, a Fistful of Quarters, I think it's subtitled. Yeah, I think that's the um, subtitle of it. But that came out several years ago now. I guess probably more than 10 years ago now no really i think it was we were still in college um well taylor looks that up um i am looking that up <laughs> i thought king of kong was on netflix but i guess they took that down oh however something called kong king of the apes is up there not the same thing it's one season long it's an animated show he's the biggest hero the world has ever seen but even kong will need help to stop this army of high-tech beasts interesting thumbs down Sorry, that was me. Um, But while he's looking that up, we mentioned this before, but God of War for PS4 comes out this week, and it is getting fantastic reviews. Uh, Perfect scores from pretty much every place that's playing it. Uh, And a lot of people are looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this a lot. Um, I love the series. It's absolutely horrendously brutal. Um, They're even fun to watch. Yeah. It's one of those games that is very cinematic, if you don't mind the gore and everything. Um, but this one, again, like I'd mentioned before, like there's some cinematic aspects to it where it's all a one long shot. It never cuts away. Um, people are praising this because it gives a traditionally flat character like Kratos, who really was just an angry badass that murdered everyone. Um, it gives him some more character depth. Uh, with his son being introduced and the things that he's been through from, uh, you know, the the gods that he's defeated already, now moving into Norse mythology and that realm. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. That looks to be uh, a lot of fun, and the reviews seem to back that up. But time will tell. Yeah, uh, King of Kong, 2007. Shit. Yeah. Man, so, that's crazy. Right. Yeah. So long ago. Uh, that guy still has that same haircut. <laughs> 
<laughs> Billy Mitchell. He still still has that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. Now, without further ado, Taylor, take it away. Hey, here's a trailer. <laughs> So, Mark, what? You, not, know, I, you know I'm excited. We're you not going to read the synopsis? You're just uh, all out of line sorry, here, I'm man. Sorry, so, I'm chomping at the bit. You are. You read the synopsis. I've got the synopsis here. I, well, yeah, that's why I said you should read it. A Quiet Place. <laughs> <laughs> By John Krasinski. Once upon a time. <laughs> a family is forced to live in silence while hiding from creatures that hunt by sound. And that's all. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So, Mark... <laughs> Taylor, hey, chomping at the bit. Yeah, Let's I know. Sorry, what were your uh, what were your overall thoughts with this movie? Because you saw it more recently. Yeah, so like I saw it yesterday or Sunday for depending on when this podcast comes out. Um, I enjoyed it. It was it was tense. Uh, like the whole time you're in there, the use of sound and just like the techniques that were used in the movie were done to great effect. Uh, to either like heighten the tension. It's occasionally to ease it and just like it was all very well done um i think there's a lot of issues like unanswered questions with the movie mm. uh potentially plot holes like things that just didn't really make sense uh that they never really explained i guess uh but if you're looking past those uh like the self-contained story of it if you're willing to like suspend your disbelief um it was good. Cool. Um, yeah, without, you know, we'll go into details about what you thought about it into spoilers, obviously. Yeah. Um, for me, I pretty much still stand by my statement. <laughs> it's the best movie I've seen of 2018. Um, you know, there are things here and there, like in every movie. Um, but for me, I whenever I see a movie or a film, I kind of, I go in to see, okay, am I going to be entertained? Cool. You know, because that's why you go to movies anyway, you know? Secondly, is there, like, you know, kind of a theme that's very well portrayed? And then thirdly, I kind of look at how the film is affecting me while I'm watching it, which is, I think, something that I think a lot of people do. Uh, they don't, they don't like, pay attention to that, but it's something that happens oh, to yeah, them. absolutely. So during the, I am on the edge of my seat the whole 90 minutes of this movie, <laughs> honestly. Um, and, you know, I... Everybody, most people that go see movies know at least the synopsis or the premise before they go and see it. Um, so this was, I was ready for this movie to be not necessarily a silent movie, but sound was the thing that would trigger death in this, in this yeah. movie. So, had to be aware of that. Um, I will say, this is not a spoiler, but if you guys have not seen the movie, here's something to be wary of. If you go see it in the theater, it can, your movie experience could possibly be altered by 
other people in the movie theater yeah. talking if a phone goes off. Fucking cell phones. If they're chomping loud on um, some popcorn. And as I mentioned earlier, like sometimes if a movie is playing very loudly in the theater next to you, it can really see through. Because there, po- there are moments in this movie where there's just like, it's dead silent. And then you hear like from the next door, like, the rumble or whatever yeah it's something weird but also just real quick at the beginning of the fucking movie <laughs> you're told to turn off your goddamn phones and still while I was in there cell phones were going off <laughs> like it's a simple fucking instruction it's on every phone now there's a little switch on the side that you can press that will mute your sounds just fucking do that and don't be a dickhole Ah. Uh, I have strong feelings about that, especially during this movie. It's not hard to do. Uh, a quick sidebar on that. I remembered the other thing that I did this week. Okay. And I finally went to the Alamo Draft House in Raleigh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, great yeah. theater. If you guys live in the Raleigh area, go check it out. Um, there are a number of them all over the country, but still very sparse. Um, but they have a very good sense of humor, as well as taking the movie-going experience very seriously. So... Their PSA before the movie about cell phones is a recorded message that someone left them about being kicked out of the theater after their cell phone went off twice. So they just played this voicemail. And that's all they did. And they had, like, text. And apparently this woman might have been drunk, so she's slurring her words. So they, like, they type out what she sounds like, what the word sounds like. (laughs) She said, like, America or something, but it came out Minerica. Yeah. So they put that in there. Um, But, yes, no, I agree with you. Um... That I'm is, glad my rant triggered that. No, that it did, you were yeah. able to yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. recall. And, uh, no, that's the just noise in general is going to affect how you see this movie from outside forces. Yeah. Um, I thought that this movie was there was nothing complex about this movie, and I think that's why I liked it so much. It was a very simple story, a very simple plot line. I think the total number of cast members is about six or seven. Yeah. Like total. I think seven if you include the baby. Yeah. 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 Kind of a spoiler. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, it's in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the trailer. Anyway, um, so it, it was very well done. Um, sound design was amazing. Um, the production design on this thing was huge because it's a very it's a post-apocalyptic type of vibe to it. Um, I probably about twenty minutes, thirty minutes into the movie, all I kept thinking about though was like, man, this movie reminds me a lot of Signs. <laughs> like a lot but not you know not in a bad way it's just you know when you it's about a family who lives and it takes place kind of out in, out in the country a yeah. little bit and there's an alien presence a beast presence a creature presence you know so it's you know it's, it's not too difficult to kind of draw a parallel there Signs and uh, War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise okay yeah I can see that the scene in the basement with uh, I think Tim Robbins and Dakota Fanning but they were down there okay and we, I barely recall that movie because the last time I saw it was when it came out yeah same okay. but I remember that scene was okay. very suspenseful um and like the alien like eye stock thing comes down and mm. is like looking for them and they're like right, 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 throwing right. stuff to make noise and running right. and hiding like signs and that scene from War of the Worlds I just kept like drawing parallels to those throughout this movie yeah. um but, the creatures in this movie I thought were really cool. Um, I hadn't seen a creature like that, uh, I don't think, on on screen. Um, I mean, there are similarities to other creatures that have existed, but as a whole, it was a really good creature concept. Um, 
it was just a really good horror movie. And, you know, you could argue, I mean, I, I think actually I watched a, um, I'll put a link to the show notes uh, of this, but I watched a brief video with John Krasinski. He specifically was talking about a scene in the film, but he ended up saying, like, it is a horror movie, but I wanted to direct this movie because I consider it a family movie just set in a horror uh, like uh, atmosphere environment, yeah. which I thought was totally right. Yeah, yeah, this movie was very much about family. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, this was PG thirteen, so yeah, you could take your kids. I mean, it's a little, uh, it's, yeah, it's PG thirteen. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hour and a half, not too yeah, long. It's a little <laughs> intense. Yeah, ninety minutes though. Dude, seriously, I was on the edge of my seat for ninety minutes. It was crazy. Like, and I, and I was aware of it the whole time. I was aware. I was like, oh my. Like, I'm like, there were a few, I'm tense. I'm there, tense. There were a few points time. where I was like, put my hands to my face. And I was like, <gasps> and I was like, I never do that. Uh, that's like not a thing that I do when I'm watching movies. Well, you but also it was, don't see a lot of horror movies. Yeah. So maybe that, maybe if you saw more horror movies, no, you would find yourself doing that or you would do so. it less because you're accustomed to it. I just, I don't like the genre generally. I think it's kind of dumb. Okay. Uh, but that's a whole other podcast. We can yeah. Talk about. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I think this was a, a a great movie to kind of come out now, um, especially when I mean you could argue this from maybe even five years ago as well. With you're you're in this, we're in this era of cinema where everything's a humongous blockbuster, special effects, multi million dollar budget, all this shit is happening, and this is just like a super simple, but powerful powerful like. and there's there's a slight focus on visual effects obviously with the creatures um but it's just it's just a really well it's really good storytelling i believe um so yeah i'm i'm just i just i just really like this movie and i can't wait to dive into uh, into spoilers because that's where you know that's where we kind of can get into a little bit more in depth about uh what exactly i liked and the plot holes that mark thought were there so um yeah anything else you want to do before we dive in uh no i think that's that's pretty good for the uh the high level okay sounds good all right we'll be right back after the spoiler announcement thing spoilers mark whatever you're about to say i'm gonna just say i think you're full of shit because this movie is amazing (laughs) no but seriously seriously uh let's let's start let's start at the very beginning just just for kicks um I thought it was a pretty cool setup to get into this film. Is that like, you know what? Day Fuck 72 or whatever we're in it, it was. We're in, we're in this shit. Like, we're 80 days in, you know? Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and just show the world as it is. We don't need to wait. Because, you know, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter what the world was before because it pretty much was it is now. Um, so we dive into that. We're immediately introduced to how the world works, even though we are not... Kind of verbally, yes, kind of aware that that's how that works. But you're noticing nobody's wearing shoes. Everybody's being super quiet. Um, Which they did an interview with John Krasinski, and they were like, "Why not socks? Like socks are pretty quiet." (laughs) And he was like, "That's just more things for them to wash." (laughs) So, so so barefoot. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Um, So you got that going on. You're introduced to. uh, I'm blank. I'm blanking on uh, the character played by uh, Millie. Is her first name? That's all I know. Um, I had that pulled up. Yeah, Let me move did. this. <laughs> uh, 
uh, Reagan. Reagan, that's right. They never used the names. Yes, that's that's actually okay. I'll 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 say this real quick. I don't even know why they had names. Yeah, because I was almost expecting at the end of the movie to be like mother, father, <gasps> there, daughter. There is one man in woods. Yeah, man in woods. Well, that dude was the man in woods. Yeah, that's he honestly, was. Man, honestly, he like everybody else could have had that like non. Uh, they couldn't have. Had a, they don't have to have a name. Yeah. So I was like, when I saw them listed as that, I was like, did they ever say their name? Because I feel like I missed something, but they didn't. But that's like, I'm not picking apart that. That's just, yeah. they yeah, had that's... names, but we never knew what their names were in this whole movie. That happens but, to a lot of people on the street. You, they have names. But you just don't know who they the are. Daughter, the daughter. Yeah. Um, you find out that she is hearing impaired. Yep. Deaf. Um, okay, like, okay. You're the, that's world. Um, you're also finding out that sound is something to be avoided with the whole, um, the smaller uh, brother trying to grab the space shuttle. And because uh, the space shuttle is how they're going to escape. Yeah, the rocket. Yeah. The rocket. Um, trying to grab that. And then. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing because that ends up being how that kid, kid gets murdered. Yeah. But. One thing I did, I did kind of point out, I was like, I don't know why they left the batteries. They took, the, I know, understand they took the batteries out of the shuttle, well, yeah, but why, why did they, they leave the batteries? I feel like he would just, like, take the batteries. Yeah. Well, what I don't understand is why the kid would have picked them back up anyway, because, yeah, he's a kid, but, like, that was one of the things. Have they not explained to the kids what happens when you make noise? Or they're just like, be quiet, it's for your own good. Because... See, no, that's... Okay, that's a valid question. I think, for me, the way I took that as... The kid being like, "I'll be fine." Yeah, like, that's how I took it. Was like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not allowed to have like this. You, well, I'm gonna take you it. Don't you don't know? have the experience to know how like, bad that yeah that yeah. happens. And so I didn't I didn't think too much of it. Other than he was just being a kid, I was like, I, I want I I want the batteries. Like I want I want this space shuttle to make noise. Yeah. Um, well, he wouldn't have had either, except the sister was like, "You know what? Take the shuttle. Here you go. Let's go." And then he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna take these batteries she, too." Yeah, she's because she was trying to, you know, she's yeah, trying she to be a good to, yeah, sister. Because she's trying, yeah. he was definitely like down yeah, about the that. fact that like he was being reprimanded for grabbing that. Yeah, uh, and that couldn't take it. Yeah. But um, tell you what, though, that's a that's a, damn. We're like five, not even five minutes in, and that's the one of the most powerful scenes in the movie is when that space shuttle does go off. And you just cut to like John Krasinski just like looking His back, face, and then yeah. like just there's like no noise, like it's unreal. Yeah. Um. And then him. And then running. you see the woods moving. Yeah. Uh And then the, and you don't get a good look at the creature there. It just no, kind of you don't. flies by. All, all I saw, I was like, man, that thing is lanky. I don't know. Yeah. Why. yeah. <laughs> like it a long look. Like almost like grasshopper like. Yeah, I could see that when it when it flew by that first time. Yeah, that was nuts. Um. So basically, kids are the worst. In the, in the post-apocalypse. Uh, D- total liability. Yeah. Total liability. Yeah. So when we get nuked by North Korea, just stop procreating. <laughs> um, which, so then we jump ahead and... Yeah, it goes from like day 79 to day 400 and something. Yeah, and we jump ahead. Emily uh, Emily Blunt's character is pregnant. Mm-hmm. And the, fir- all right, the first thing I was like, I was like, why? The first thing I was like, <laughs> good for you, John Krasinski. It, well, okay, yes. Good for you, John. Good Krasinski. for you, Emily yeah, Blunt. Yeah, good for you, Emily Blunt. <laughs> Let's be real for a second. But okay, yeah. One of the one of, for a flaw for me is the first time I saw it, I was like, "Why? Like what? Not like it, for the story, it makes sense." But I'm like, if I were, you know, I hate to be like, if I were John, if I were John Krasinski's character, 
I feel like this is not a place you want to bring kids into. And yeah. also the the. But. But, then, also, but like, then you see all the preparations that you're doing. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. They could have thought about this ahead of time, and they're like, this might be the end of the world. We have to procreate. Let's figure out a way to be safe about it. And then they show the whole like building of the uh, the bunker the under, type the underground thing. soundproof bunker, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Thought is innovative. When they were getting the like the oxygen ready, I was like, what are they doing with that? And yeah, then, I couldn't figure that out. Then either. it was like the tiniest mask and they set it in the crib and I was like, oh shit. Right? I was like, okay, I know what that's for. I'm like, that's some dark yeah. shit right there. Um that that was pretty intense. Somebody pointed out to me the irony of um the source of life in this movie, the baby, it is ends up in a coffin. Literally. Like afterward they've had to place it to a coffin. It's yeah. Crazy. They close it off and uh, it's pretty intense but one of the other things like unanswered question that I had is like where is everyone else like ha- like what happened they never really explain like how these things killed everyone mm-hmm. or so like where's the military where's you know anyone with weapons right uh, because later on we find out like but they're actually not that hard to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one of the arguments I did hear was like, why did it take everyone so long to figure out that something that hunts by like, sound is hurt by loud sounds? Yeah, no, I get that. That it, was one of them, I think, too. Yeah, no, 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 I get that. I heard that as like a critique as well. For me, I mean, I hate to be like, I'm going to come up with reasons why all of but this does to. make sense. But no, it's not even because I'm thinking that, too. Like, I'm actively thinking of why things are happening as they're happening. I'm not, like, being defensive of when I hear a critique, then I'm like, but what? No, it was because of this. No, like, while I'm watching the movie, I'm like, I'm wondering. I'm wondering how this all works. And for me, the way I thought of it is like, okay, let's say that somewhere along the line they did figure out how all this works. How would they get that message out to other people? TV. Internet. Before all that's gone down, like how? Well, the, the, you don't. The, well, you don't know at what point <laughs> that they figured it out. Yeah. Because apparently, in where we are now, the only thing is like these very, very short, kind of radio frequency stuff. Yeah. And I did actually think it was kind of cool that you were exposed to the fact that there other there are other people yeah, in this world just by the fact of the signal fires. The signal fires were cool, and then they actually ran into the man in the woods. So it's yeah. like there's other people there. But then, like, if if the internet's down, if they can't send these messages. How the fuck are they still printing newspapers? Well, they're old. They're, they were old newspapers, Mark. Well, all the newspapers were like, it's sound, like telling you that it, that's their weakness, or like that that's how they like find people. So like, they they knew this stuff long enough to print newspapers and distribute newspapers, but then they couldn't get that word out over the internet or over. Well, the, you're you're speculating to the entire made-up chronology of this movie. Yeah. So you're, you're basically saying that, like... I'm basing it off the evidence that was given in the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, like... Newspapers don't print themselves. I, and they don't I distribute very quickly. I didn't, I didn't say that. I know. What I'm saying is that if, once they figured out that sound is the way that people are being followed, let's say that happens and you print that out, mm-hmm. then, theoretically, that could have been the moment where fucking everything does go to shit. Like, once it's actually announced that all that happens. But it's 100%, whatever we're talking about right now is 100% speculation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I did think that 
the time of exposition in this movie to like set up how this world works, I thought was pretty well done for a movie that has almost zero dialogue yeah. within the first half an hour. Not counting like some sign language conversations. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really well done and you know, some people I some people could see it as a crutch of just like, let's just have newspapers plastered all over the place to like show you how the world works, but I'm like that's like that's the thing that could happen. Like I feel like that if, if we were in like a, an apocalyptic state, like people would be Also wrestling through those newspapers wasn't quiet. I know. They'd be super quiet about doing that. <laughs> that could have been one of those things where just like they're just holding on to all this stuff. Because uh, you don't know how they got there and how they built up everything. Yeah. Um the attention to detail though, uh on the production design of mm-hmm. like all the things in their barn that just like don't make noise like yep. the monopoly game with like the, with felt, the felt pieces. pieces and then if you roll the die you roll them on the carpet yep. um they don't eat they don't eat with plates or cutlery they're eating like giant m- kale leaves and yeah. shit um and all the stuff when that they, they cook it's like in the ground too like yep. to keep it like yep. quiet yep. and reserved i thought that was like that attention to it was like okay what like what are you they're thinking like what in everyday life trigger sound like everything yeah and yeah so you're like okay how do we not do that <laughs> how do we live our life and not do that yeah um which in, i thought in, was in a quiet place yeah in a quiet place until you knock over a fucking lantern yeah by the way which that was a loud lantern that was <laughs> it was so quiet leading up to that and then the kid like backhanded the lantern yeah. yeah and i do like that they made it the son's fault that time so not everything was the daughter's fault right uh that that was good. Uh, I was like the whole dynamic between not between the sister and the brother, um, but the the fact that the daughter slash sister, yeah, uh, Reagan, is we're we're meant to see her as someone who might be blamed by the parents for. The younger son's death. Yeah. Like, no, they never come out and say that because you don't want to say that because yeah. that's, that's mean. That is. But you, it's it's hinted at. Yeah. Even though they don't say anything, which they don't say anything because it's quiet. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and how the uh, the middle brother is like he's weak as fuck. <laughs> like he's he's sick in the very first scene. Yeah. And then the for the majority of the movie, he's very like like a like a meek person. Yeah. And obviously Reagan is like the stronger of the two, but she has a little bit more. The, the, the parents are more worried about her, though. Yeah. Which I think you could you could draw um, some kind of conclusion about uh, like just some gender role reversal. Like they want the son to be like the strong one or something like that. But he's obviously not. But the daughter is the one that's actually the strong person, even though she made this mistake that no one blames her for. But yeah. it's just something yeah. that happened. Yeah. Um, but then, like, they kind of get into that with, like, yes. Emily Blunt's character being, like, it's my fault. Like, I had my hands free. Like, I exactly, should have been carrying yeah. him. Like, he was heavy, but I could have done that. Yeah. Uh, and so, I like... It, yeah, the way... the way After... after well, I mean, we don't have to go in chronological order. We can jump yeah, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, after the, the baby is born and they actually have a verbal conversation, like, that was something that was... Felt really real that they're just... They're... They're blame everyone's everyone everyone's is blaming, blaming themselves. themselves. Every and that's single a very person. real thing, though, too. Oh, yeah. Like any kind of trauma in a family, like the family, like the, each member will blame themselves in some way or another. Uh, like I know friends who have gone through divorce, like 
divorces in their family, it's always like they blame themselves. Like everyone kind of blames themselves, but no one talks about it. Yeah. Uh, and if they do, it's kind of in a coddling way. It's like, no, this isn't your fault. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so there's a lot of that going on, and that was very real. Um, and so I, I did. I did appreciate that. Um, I think um, the actress that played uh, Reagan. Give me her name, Millicent. Something. Millicent Simmons. Millicent Simmons knocked it out of the fucking park. Yeah, she was so good. And one of the things that I thought was really cool about the way where the way the movie relates to her character is that we are given like a. Like how how does a her world exist? Like yeah. What it's like living in when a it's her world. Focusing on her, the sound there's is no gone. sound, or it's like yeah, it's, or and or the, like muffled, like if it's like tapping yeah. her, ma- like ma- 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 <laughs> <laughs> But I thought that was so cool how to showcase that because you know they could have not done that. Yeah. And the movie still would have been pretty good, but to add to that. add as much human. Uh, elements into this horror movie as possible. Like that's what makes horror movies. That's what makes horror movies good is when there's like very deep human elements, and also if they happen to serve like, as an allegory to something else. In the yeah. World. Um. So I think that the way that they they had that going on was so cool. And at first you're like, the sound dims. And you're like, oh, we can't hear anything because she can't hear anything. Like, oh, that must suck. But then you're introduced to like when she's in the cornfield and like the creatures are around right her. her. Yeah, it's intense because she can't hear it. Yeah, she can't hear them. Well, I think that's part of the thing too with the son, is that the the daughter can't hear. So when their younger brother was taken away, he heard the monster. He heard it coming. He heard it take his brother. Mm-hmm. Like knows that sound and that's like fear inducing. Yeah. And so, like, and she has no idea. Yeah. So, in like, a way, going back out her, in the woods, yeah. he's like, no, he's like, no, I, I know what sound can do. Like, I know the issues. Yeah. And I, like, I don't want to go out there. Yeah. And that, car- yeah, that that whole thing carries over into the end too, because you know, the the fact that she is deaf, the fact that she is hearing impaired, leads to a realization of how to defeat these monsters. So yeah. it becomes her strength, which is a common theme in a lot of movies that an apparent weakness is actually a strength. Yeah. And yeah, it's a strength of hers from the very beginning because she's protected from knowing the fear of these monsters. And that's why she is fearless. And she is once she does want to do everything. And she, she fucking just like runs away to go to where her brother died. It just like not carrying the world. She's like, I'm just gonna go. Well, apparently she's been doing that regularly because there's, oh, there's a the lot of piles no, of toys. I know, but and I'm stuff. Like saying like the inciting incident to do that and the fact that she just keeps doing it. Yeah, she's fearless about that. Um, so well, it's also that's her blaming herself and like yeah, going and, and everybody's blaming themselves. Yeah. Um, another thing that was really cool was that I was actually think I was actually thinking this before they got there was the scene at the river, and I was like, I wonder if I was thinking I would wonder if the 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 water is uh loud enough to is, drown yeah, out or is it something that's worse to be around or something that's better to be around because it is so noisy so once they got there and they explained how everything works like, oh okay cool and yeah. then and then you had the really like kind of really sweet father-son scene at the waterfall which i thought was yeah was pretty nice and that gave and that bolstered um to me his name marcus marcus that gave marcus he felt a little better he yeah. had a little more courage that maybe everything is going to be okay yeah and when he ran away in the cornfield, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. But then we find out, I was like, oh, it's a hiding place. He's supposed to go to But he ran right into the fucking side of that truck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it just cuts. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like oh, what God. just happened to him? Who was dead? Um, but that was another thing, too. Like, um, 
the foreshadowing of this is it's very strong. Like everything that's presented is presented for a reason. It comes back into play later on. So like the the rocket ship and like the spaceship, like him drawing that and them showing that, and that's ultimately how he dies. When they go through and uh John Krasinski's character, which is actually Lee, mm-hmm. um, makes the new hearing aid for his daughter. He's very deliberate about giving that to her and trying to like fix her hearing. Yeah, that comes into play later. Yeah, when they talk about the noises at the waterfall, where like all you need is a louder noise and then you you can make noise. Yeah, that comes into play later. The nail when it gets the clothing yeah. bag gets caught on it when she's doing laundry comes back into play later. Like everything that can they we talk show. About that nail though, like I felt like it was gonna strike again. You know, yeah, like I, I thought when. Uh, <laughs> I thought when Reagan was coming down the stairs, I she was going to step on because it. Yeah. she has, had never been allowed down there. Yep. She was told like, "Don't go in the basement." Yep. And she wasn't on the stairs when the mom was pointing it out. Right. I was like, oh, "She's going to step on I it." I know. Too. I was waiting for it to happen. But also, Emily Blunt's character, uh, Evelyn, mm-hmm. water broke, about to have a baby, <laughs> steps on this fucking nail, drops the the picture, whatever she was carrying, like. Calmly, like, pulls her foot off there, mm-hmm. stills making no noise. Yeah. Has the presence of mind to, like, go and grab an egg timer, set it somewhere else, and then go hide. That's like, because... All, that's all she, while going, going into labor. That's because she's a badass. Yeah. So next time you complain about you're too tired to go work out in the morning, fuck you. <laughs> Stop on a nail while having a baby. Be like Emily Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of the one of the one of the uh, I guess plot holes or just critiques I heard was like, look, if your water breaks, you're not having a baby in five minutes. <laughs> I was like, well, I, I'm not a woman and I don't know, but it's suspension of disbelief. We're also living in a world where there are aliens that have invaded that can can, hear. can only hear and not see anything. Well, the other thing too that was like another like plot hole, I guess, for me or whatever, like oversight. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They, the aliens, the creatures, right. can hear. Like the glass breaking or whatever, from so far away, right? How, like how far away they are, but then when they're right up in the same room with people, mm-hmm. and like can hear so well, they can hear the the ticking of an egg timer, mm-hmm. but you can't hear the heavy breathing of someone who's freaking out or even like a heartbeat. I was thinking about that too, just because I didn't I didn't want this to be like a lazy sci-fi movie yeah. horror movie, so I was thinking about that and. And maybe we have to talk to a physicist. But the way the way I understood it was that. Sorry, Taylor, my, you're that asshole in the movie. <laughs> my laptop oh, going on. And, hey, my, and your fucking watch is going on. We're both assholes. Oh, I'm a fucking hypocrite. Um, the way I I understood it was Jeff, stop texting us. Yeah, Jeff. Um, the way I understood it was it would. You're scanning for things to hear. If you're the creature, you're scanning for things to hear, obviously. The one I understood it was whatever the first sound that you would hear is, is the one that they would pick up. So the like a, the most like immediate sound, like that's how I thought of it. Not looking, like I'm kind of looking for an explanation because I don't want to like, because I, I want to feel smart in the movie. Like I don't want to leave and go, what, what, what about, what happened? And then like, Later, like if I rewatch it, they actually explain something. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking to see what the creators of the film are trying to do and what they're trying to mean. And for me, I took that as when they do the whole scanning thing where their fucking head opens up, which I thought was really the, the creepy giant and cool. Ass ear canal. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, 
I thought was the more immediate sound in the room. And the more immediate sound would definitely be an egg timer ticking over somebody or over like a heartbeat. Over a heartbeat, yeah, because yeah. the egg timer is louder than Possibly a heartbeat. Possibly the breathing too, but, but there was a lot of like covering of the mouth, panic and stuff breathing, like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Some of it seemed just also Emily wants a badass, so let's just think about that. Yeah. She's able to step on her nail while having a baby and control her breath. And so, <laughs> I, I, like, some of it I think was convenient uh, mm -hmm. for the sake of like the story moving it forward mm -hmm. and not which I had killing no everyone. I have no problem with certain things like that. Like it's a, like a minor detail. You're just like, okay, I get it, whatever. Especially at this point. Yeah. Um, but I think that uh, can we talk about uh, a woman trying to have a baby without making any noise? Yeah, right. That, that scene was so tense, and I like. And then she did finally when they started setting off the fireworks. I know. But... I was like, oh, I was like, how the fuck is this gonna happen? And then you have the cutaway where he, uh, he's supposed to set off the fireworks. I was like, okay, now can she hold on? You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> in, in the trailer, like. That's the peak moment in the trailer is her screaming and in having the, the kid, and yeah. we never see what happens after that. Well, I also, like, when she first gets in the tub and there's the blood, I was like, oh, it's her foot bleeding. And I was like, that's not coming from her foot. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, well, that's happening. Yeah. While the thing's, like, right on the stairs there. Uh, yeah, that was that was intense. Yeah, that was, that was bonkers. Um, very tense. I, I mean... I hate to say very tense scenes because the entire fucking movie is tense. Yeah. Um, Circus sex. <laughs> intense. Uh, <laughs> I think for me, um, it kind of, it was borderline cheesy, but I really love the final shot of this movie. I, I, I really loved it. Like, I was like... The, the whole, shotgun loading. The shotgun loading and Emily smirking. I was just like, I mean, that was a moment for the family where they stopped fearing. Yeah. So when you're stop being, when you stop being afraid of something, you've got to feel confident about it. So I'm like, okay, I get it. Like I, I was like, at first I was like, I had, for a split second I was like, that's cheesy. And then afterward I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'd be fucking confident and happy too if I knew how to fucking kill these things and in a mass way too. Yeah. Like you just you boost the signal, you put the defective hearing aid up against it, fucking. Deafens them in a way, and then you shoot them in the shoot them in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, while their heads expanding from the crazy noise. Right, right, right. But then the other thing too that I thought at the very end of that movie was the shotgun only holds two shells. She shot one already; two were coming. Mm -hmm. What you gonna do? Reload. Reload. <laughs> I don't know if they had like John didn't grab the bullets. Maybe there, maybe there the are shells. Bullets. Maybe there are shell. Maybe there are shells all over the house. Like that's speculation. Like, are you the guy at the end of the movie? Like, nah, they gonna die anyway. Like, yep, <laughs> they, they did. <laughs> it was intentionally like ambiguous where they could continue this on. They could let it die here. Like, yeah. and either way, it works. Like, the, I feel like the ending still worked, even though like my nitpickiness with the the things there. Yeah. Um. And it could easily go either way. They could just let it go there, and people would be perfectly happy with that ending. But also, like, it does leave room for more if they want to try and figure out how to make that happen. Mm -hmm. um, because with Hollywood, one and done is never good enough if it's successful. Yeah. I don't. I haven't heard anything about doing the sequel. To this I think. Uh, but after this, John Krasinski is now green has uh, been greenlit to do a, his own sci-fi. Uh, sci-fi. Yeah, I saw a thing over here. Greenlit. <laughs> John Krasinski like follows a quiet place with new film that will need a new cast plus more news. That will need a new cast? Well, yeah, fucking duh. Well, yeah, everyone died in that movie. <laughs> Including him. Yeah. All right, what did you think about... How did you think about the way he died? 
Like, I understand what they were going for. Right. Uh, and I did, like, tear up a little bit because it was a very, like, they finally had to talk about, I don't blame you. Like, I love you. I've always loved you. Right. And then finally just starts shouting to get the monster off of them. Yeah. But then, like, I mean, there were other ways you could have gone about that. And he had the axe. He just dropped the axe. He was like, I'm going to fight. No, I'm not going to fight. I'm just going to die. I was waiting for you to say, like, another hero drops the weapon. Yeah. Every (laughs) fucking time. Uh, Yeah. I mean, just like in Mute, he put the the weapon down. Um, But, I mean, I guess, like, well, even if you figured he didn't have a chance, like, trying at least, like, to do some damage to it. Because, like... Yeah, you can distract it for now, but as soon as you're dead, they're going to go after your family anyway. So yeah. like Yeah, I think that was one of my biggest. I was like, I I was like, I for me that was the only way that he could that was the way that it kind of had to end. Yeah. To get, uh, to, to he get the, had, he had to die. Yeah. Um but I mean, this is, you know, it honestly wouldn't the overall like theme of the movie would not be affected by the if he just died the way he did, or if he like ran while hobbling fastly, quickly toward the toward the the creature with yeah. the axe to at least try and do something. However, when you think about it, if he stood where he was and yelled, that's farther that the creature has to go away from, from the kids. Yeah. So, but he could have yeah. stood there and yelled, and then still had the axe and tried to fight it. Yeah. Nah, that thing ain't. <laughs> <laughs> the creature. That creature was cool, man. Like I. I... I still, like I said, I'm just, like, military couldn't defeat this thing. Like, it's perfectly armored and indestructible until and we don't can't know, like, Well, it's speculative, because we don't know how, in fact, like, like when and how they got here. Like, they, you know, something could have happened where they just could have fucking ambush or some shit or... I feel like there just have to be so many of them for that to happen. Like, so many of them. Maybe and we don't were. know that. Maybe there were. But then, like, there's only three in this area... Three confirmed, according to the, the dry erase board, mm-hmm. where uh, Lee is keeping notes about right. everything. Um, so, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, some of it kind of gets explained away, but not Well, the thing is, when, when, when we start opinion. speculating things beyond the scope of this movie, like, this, the, the story and the scope of this movie are not on anything outside of this family. So, when we start thinking about that stuff, to me, that takes away from the movie. I mean, we can we can analyze it. Like, that's obviously something we can do. But it in the end, it doesn't matter because the story is about what this family is yeah. going through. But to me, for them to be going through this, like, there had to have been circumstances to get them there. Uh and so, like, I don't know. It was just some of that took me out. Well, then you should have walked out in the first ten minutes. Because I was like, "What's what, like? How did this end up this way?" I don't way? see any more newspapers. They're not explaining everything. I'm leaving. That's my impression of you. I know. Uh, yeah, it's good. I think I think it's a good one. I think I fucking nailed it. Yeah, it's pretty solid. <laughs> but no, I just like, like I understand it's about the family, and I understand like that's what is driving this. Mm-hmm. But for me to believe that, like, this family would even be in this situation, like, the whole thing kind of has to be played out somehow. So you want, like, 45 minutes to an hour of exposition, like, Ready Player One? No, not necessarily that much. Uh, but just, like, enough to be like, well, how did these things beat all the militaries in the world or all the militaries in the immediate area even mm-hmm. to just keep them isolated? Mm-hmm. And if it is just their immediate area, why don't they just fucking leave? I gotcha. Uh like I don't know like that's just one of those How things that leave? 
on their feet. Okay. They're going to the towns uh, to explore. They just, just keep walking. Yeah. Just go. Yeah, just go. Walk. Um, and that's the other thing, too. Uh, the sand. They put the sand everywhere on the farm. Yeah. But when they're out in the woods, there's no sand. They don't have, like, paths of sand all the way out to everywhere they need to go. Where? Uh, where in the woods? Like, everywhere out to the woods where they were going, there's not just sand. Like, when they're adventuring out to go and fish and do whatever else. No, they, yeah, they, they had sand trails that led from the property. They were on sand the whole time, with the exception of when they got by the river. I didn't remember seeing sand in the woods or like yeah on when they the, were coming back they were coming when they were on in the, the train in the tracks woods, and everything when they were like, in the woods by the man of the woods they were on a sand path like everything was sand. I must have missed that. I don't uh, remember that, but maybe that was when that guy's phone went off and you're like fuck you. Yeah, this asshole <laughs> on his phone, maybe. Because I feel like that that was something they had to pay attention to. Yeah, because otherwise like, you're gonna be like, hey dummy. Yeah, leaves yeah. are crunching underneath your feet. It's like you know? <laughs> you're safe at home on sand, but like you're walking through the woods. And then it was like, move to the beach. That'd be dope. Like that's what I was thinking. But I was like, because to me, what it probably like. So if you, if you think about it, if they tried to leave, they'd have to take like all the sand in the world with them. Yeah. And just like lay it below their feet every time they walk. And then when when do they run out of sand? Do they have to go well, back? Yeah. And carry, it back. pick up. Well, pick he was up carrying the like sand. the one book bag of sand where he was like. Shaking that out onto that's like that's gotta weigh a ton. Yeah, you think about it, just carrying bags and of like sand. how long it would have taken to it, actually like lay all that. It in. felt like a bag of sand. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I just that sand. I don't recall that being in the woods yeah. too. No, they were because that was the thing. Like they could only travel where they had laid sand pads down. Yeah, but once they, once they got to the river, though, it was like. They didn't necessarily need one because of all the noise and the waterfall and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, I think the way that that silo scene I thought was pretty, I mean, tense. It was tense. Death by corn. Yeah, I was like, first of all, I was like, that's got to be tricky. And also I was like, those kids are doing their own stunts. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Does corn really act like quicksand if there's that much of it like that? Yeah, think about it. I mean, it's just like. A loose, yeah, like, it's just grain. A, yeah, it doesn't and, pack down, really. Yeah, in certain areas, if it's not packed down, it's just, like, you can fall through, kind of fall through anything. Um, some, like, farmers out there, that's not how corn works. This yeah. movie's unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> that's my impression if, of every corn farmer. If, if, if you're a corn farmer, uh, first at Taylor for his impression of you. Yeah. And then uh, let, us, let us know if that's how corn works in a silo. I support everyone involved in the agricultural arts. Um, and sciences. I mean, this last peep if you're not going to eat it. No, go for it. Okay. It's all you. I had the other four. That's fine. So. I had one. One's all I need. I'm good. Um, yeah, I think one, one thing I, I think we can kind of both take away and agree with on this movie is that John Krasinski did a really good job directing it. Like, I think, I think he, he has even joked about the fact that he, he, it, he acknowledges and is humble about the success of success of this movie mm-hmm. but at the same time he recognizes that not a lot of people are going to associate John Krasinski with acclaimed horror director yeah yeah <laughs> which I think is is pretty cool because like every everyone who the fuck doesn't know John Krasinski from the office yeah like let's be real for a second all right then he was almost Captain America he was almost Captain America uh he was in 13 hours and that's was that that was like new John Krasinski yeah like muscly bearded yeah, Jack Ryan, John Krasinski. Yeah, which comes out later this year. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of cool to 
to see that, which I think for me, it, it it's not really a parallel, but take like Jordan Peele, for example, for example, comedy guy, right? Mm-hmm. His transition to being director specifically with Get Out, you could see almost a little, that seemed like an easier transition for me or more logical one because of how smart that that movie was. And while not a comedy, definitely had elements of satire yeah. within this genre that it was. So, and also with the key, like Key and Peele, like the show was funny, but it had some fucked up shit in it. Yeah. So translating that felt like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And he also knocked it out of the park. Um, Still haven't seen that. What? Yeah. Is it because it's a horror movie? No, just it didn't really interest me. Like it didn't look interesting. Racist? No, it just didn't look interesting to me. Whatever. Mark's not. I'm joking with him. Just yeah, I, I saw the trailers for it and I was like, yeah. All right, you got you all. You all can add Mark. <laughs> yeah, you can add me about that <laughs> add, one. Yeah, add him for add him for thinking that Get Out doesn't look interesting. Um, I mean, but, I've heard nothing but good things about it, but like watching the trailers did not make me want to see that movie. Um, but. The transition for John Krasinski to this was like out of left field for me. Like I did not expect him to like kind of take the reins on a project like this at all. There was a video where it was like John Krasinski reading comments from a comment section on the internet. And uh, the comment was something along those lines. It was like, what's with all the comedians like John Krasinski and uh, Jordan Peele directing these like standout horror movies? They're like, whatever, I'm here for all of it. (laughs) Uh, And he was like, thank you. He's like, I appreciate that. He's like, I don't know if I'd put myself on the same level as Jordan Peele. As Jordan Peele for that. He's like, but you just did, so thank you. Uh, so that, that was good. Um, yeah, I. Uh, for me, I really liked just how like I thought it was an effective story about family. I thought it was a pr- pretty good horror movie. Um, I liked the way it, it it played with sound. Like it was something new that we hadn't seen in a while, at least. Um, and I didn't really think about it in this way, um, but it is true that this is kind of, if you think of it, this is kind of a step forward for movies involving actors with disabilities in a way. Yeah. Um, because uh, Millicent was like, there weren't really stars in this movie. Like, I felt like there were three. There, there was John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, and Millicent Simmons. Like, they were the three kind of stars in this movie. Um, so it was kind of nice to see her, uh, Millicent, who is actually deaf. Oh, is she? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, like, and they had a bunch of different um, sign language interpreters on set, and, like, the whole cast learned how to do sign language, obviously for the movie, but then also, like, with her. And I think um, I saw a, a video, um, it might have been the same one where John Krasinski was explaining um, a particular scene, the, the lantern scene. Um, but he was talking about how... <clears throat> He had multiple conversations with uh, Millicent and her mother about kind of the deaf experience. Like, what is that like? Because that's what he wanted to actively portray in this movie was her point of view because it's yeah. not well represented. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really cool. So that all that for me, that's why I thought this was, for me, the best movie of 2018 because – and it, it's it's 100% like – an opinion and a style choice for me. Like I, this is the kind of movie that I love mm-hmm. and that's why, that's why I feel about this movie the way that I feel. Gotcha. Um, 
you know, Black Panther was dope too. Like, I mean, it's, just, it's just like, but it's compl- completely different. Di- yeah, yeah, completely yeah, yeah, different. Yeah. yeah. And um, like, I mean, I appreciate like what they did with it, and like the use of sound was done very, very well, and it kept you in the movie like while that was happening. Uh, the tension, like everything, was played up very, very well. The like I mentioned, kind of everything in the plot is kind of foreshadowed and like. Here's this thing. It's going to be important later. Here's this thing. It's going to be important later. Like we're not just showing you things to show you things. Yeah. Like they're going to somehow come back around. Well, that's the mark of a good film. Like there's a conscious decision behind everything. Yeah. Which I could go on a whole rant about conscious decisions to edit. Don't make a cut if you got no fucking reason to make a cut. Yeah. But and that's, that's for my YouTube channel. Probably. So, <laughs> uh, so like I appreciate all that and like self-contained. Like I did enjoy it. But, like, I mean, like I said, I think there's flaws and things that, for me, took me out of it because I'm like, how did this happen in the first place? Like, mm-hmm. and I guess that's just me, like, overthinking things, which is, I, I do. That's um, your trademark, bro. And so, like, it was good. And I, like, if you like horror movies and you got a half or an hour and a half to kill, like, I would say go see it. But uh, I guess I didn't have quite as strong feelings about it as you did. Gotcha. Which is why we do this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I if I asked you to give it a, a one out of ten, what are you gonna come at me with? Uh, eight point five. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Nice. I'm also, like, I don't. Have like, you given bad ratings to movies? No, not really. <laughs> that's the other thing. Like, everything that we've watched or reviewed, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like. Right. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I don't like shitting on other people's work, really. Uh, like, I'll have my, my flaws with it, but, like, all in all, like, it's apparently it's better than the IMDb score that I gave it, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Well, Mark, uh, what are you looking forward to about next week? And while you're at it, do you want to go ahead and tell the folks what we're doing next week for the podcast? I have a vague idea of what we're doing. I need we need to talk more about that and flesh that out. But um, when you text hey, me, you're what, like, "What are we you're covering? Like, what are we like, covering?" Top five Marvel, and I was like, "Top five Marvel what?" Well, I was driving, and so I just t- I was dictating to Nicole, so I was like, "That's the easiest thing to type." <laughs> okay, um, so we're gonna do our our top five Marvel somethings. Um, the way I, I the way I thought of it was top five Marvel movie slash TV shows. Okay. So, um, and that's kind of because that's up. what this show is pretty much about. Yeah, that's leading up to then Infinity War, uh, yeah, which we'll out. cover in two weeks. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, if we can see it. Apparently, like it's crushing uh, pre-orders at least pre-sales. It's, it's already sold more pre-sale tickets than the past seven Marvel movies. I hope it doesn't suck. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> that's what you can say about every movie. Yeah. Uh, apparently it's intense and they've there's something that they're trying to keep from getting spoiled Uh, so we'll see what happens with that okay Uh, I assume it means someone's going to die (laughs) probably but there's also a lot of the actors who are like wanting to be done with their roles so I could see them like potentially killing off like Iron Man or Captain Hmm. America one of those two Uh, I see that so we'll see what happens Logan but, setting precedence. Hugh yeah. Jackman's just like, I'm out. Everybody's like, wait, we can leave? Well, <laughs> for Hugh Jackman, like, he's getting old to have to keep up that body. Yeah. Uh, that's intense 
intense like training and physical conditioning to like stay jacked like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> huge jackman. <Huge> Ackman. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we're gonna be covering top five Marvel movies slash TV shows uh, next week, and that'll be an anticipation for uh, if any more. Have you seen? You haven't even seen all the Marvel movies. No. Like, did you see Ant-Man? I did. You did? Okay. You it was on a plane, so I think they <laughs> took something out. Did you see... Because it was, like, precisely 90 minutes. You were missing a couple of the Thors. You said you wanted to see I'm Ragnarok. I'm missing all the Thors. You never saw any of them? I haven't seen any of the Thors. Um, I saw... First one was... I saw First Avengers. First Thor was good. Second Thor was not very good. Third Thor was great. That's what I heard. Uh, the First Avengers... I've seen zero <laughs> Captain Americas. What? <laughs> Dude, they're very good, and they're done in very different styles, too. I I haven't seen the second Guardians. Okay. That's on okay. Netflix. That's can, pretty good. I can check that one out. Um, who else First is Guardians in, was better, Who I else think. in this fucking movie? Um, Spider-Man, Every, Homecoming. Everyone have not seen Spider-Man Homecoming. What? I have many of these. I'm just mad that there's so many Spider-Men. <laughs> well, this... Uh, Tom Holland did a really good job. That's this, what I heard. He actually felt like a high school student, because he's younger. Right, um, right. Like it was, it was really well done. They didn't recap the whole Uncle Ben thing again and again and again. Right. Ooh, uh, Marissa Tomei's in it though, right? Okay, yeah. Oh, I'll see that. Yeah. you got that on Blu-ray. All I right, do. I'm gonna get that. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then what else? Uh, Hulk. He only had the well. He yeah. had two movies, but only one that matters. The Edward one Norton matters. one. Sorry, Angley. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Brokeback was good. Ang. <laughs> Hulk was not. <laughs> <laughs> and technically, Hulk's in Thor Ragnarok, too. He plays a big, yeah, big part right. in yeah, there. Yeah, I that part. Um, Guardians, Avengers, Black Panther, Ant-Man. Uh, yeah, I think that's... I think that's it, right? Yeah, I think that's yeah. it. Uh, so, Mark, other than our podcast on top five Marvel movie TV film things, what else are you excited about this upcoming week? Like I mentioned at the beginning, God of War. Hey. Uh, if I miss the podcast next week, it's because I'm playing God of War. <laughs> It'll just be me, and I'll just talk shit about Mark the whole yeah. time. That fucker, he didn't even come out here for the podcast. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I guess I could probably take a break to do that. I got gotcha. you. If, if I have to. Uh, for me, I'm going to probably be watching a lot of documentaries. Um, I mean, I do that anyway, but uh, I've got a couple that are on my list that I want to that I want to specifically check out. And I've got a really long list, and I don't know what which one's going to come first, but I'll let you guys know uh, next week, if you care. Yeah, um, we tell you all this stuff. Yes, and you can fast forward through it. We don't ever know the difference. Yeah, so. it doesn't matter. Um, unless apparently, if you're watching this on the website, you're not allowed to fast forward. Yeah, and I recognize or, or that. Or rewind. Or rewind. And I recognize that. And I recognize that my website sucks. However, just go watch it on an app. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and lastly, before we go, uh, if you guys are interested in another mystery movie giveaway for this upcoming week, um, be sure to uh, like Scrapped on Facebook. Uh, check us out on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, we'll be posting stuff there. I post stuff on my personal account too, so if we're already friends, that's neat. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be spreading it out to more of these scrapped uh, channels as we go through this evolution of social media that we live in right now. Yes. Uh, Mark, uh, when we're done drinking our whiskey, where can the people find you? Uh, as always, you can find me at Spiders Corner Games on Facebook. That's Spider with a Y, uh, and then on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Spider One Two Five Eight Seven. 
Taylor, can, where can they find you? <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tay D. Adams. Uh, make sure you guys check out all the scrap stuff we have going on too. Scrapped Productions on Facebook. Uh, we are, and we are scrapped on Twitter and Instagram. Scrapped with a P. Scrapped. S C R A P T. Um, and if you're really old school and want to drop us an email about this mystery movie giveaway, uh, email us at, at uh, email us <laughs> at scrappedproductions at gmail.com with the subject line popcorn and nerds and tell us you want a free movie. So yeah, that's about it. Uh, we look forward to talking again next week and we look forward to you hearing us next week. Yes. Dear listener. Yes. Um, Thanks for listening and make sure you tell your friends, subscribe, review, let us know what we're doing well and what we're doing poorly and all that fun stuff um okay love you guys bye bye